0: It's Lacey Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls. And this is episode 15 of the Talk of Love podcast. So first, before we do anything, I wanna give you guys a gigantic shout out. So as you know, yesterday we had a crazy Patreon uh, fiasco, and I made a video about it, and I asked you guys for help. I gotta say, you guys are fucking amazing because not only did you help, but you helped in such a huge way that you actually outdid yourselves as far as the contributions, bigger than Patreon. So, you know, here's the thing: this podcast is not just my podcast. This is you guys' podcast too. This is our podcast, and. The feedback I've received from you guys has been so amazing because, of course, it's entertaining and it's fun to talk about Rock of Love and all of these shows, but you guys have been telling me, um, given the fact that we're dealing with this national health crisis and a lot of us are stuck at home, you guys have been um, chiming in and telling me that this podcast gives you a sense of normalcy, it's escapism for you, it's helping, you know, basically get your brain off of everything that is causing anxiety, things of that nature, so um, You know, I appreciate the feedback so much, but honestly, it's doing the same thing for me too. It's nice to have this. And on top of that, I love connecting with you guys. So in a sense, you know, you guys are the producers. You guys are helping me fund this podcast. And you guys are giving me feedback. And you guys are giving me questions to ask the guests. So you guys are the producers. This is very much not my podcast, but our podcast. You guys are amazing. Um, In fact, uh, I want to give some shout-outs right now to some of the big uh, crowdfunding uh, contributors uh, who just joined my um, my PayPal account, which was just a temporary thing. Um, Jessica, aka Evilness, which is like my favorite name ever. Uh, Susan, aka Zena. Jennifer, Desiree, Camille, Corey, Tyler, Robert, Alex, Ryan. You guys are freaking amazing and the list goes on, but you guys are like the top contributors. And I just want to say thank you. So, um... Uh, because Patreon got shut down, I'm still doing the exact same rewards, uh, the same tiers that I was on Patreon. But now I'm going to have you guys go over to my website for the podcast, which is simply www.talkoflove.net. Uh, I'm going to create a little button that you click on called uh, Contribute. And if you go on there, then you can contribute to the podcast. You can sign up to get rewards. And I got to say, my favorite rewards that I've been doing with you guys who have contributed is the Skype calls, the Skype chats. I love doing the video chats with you guys. I get to know who you are on a personal level, and I get to put a face with the with the emails. And a lot of a lot of you I've been skyping with have a lot in common with me. I have a lot in common with you. You know. Uh, Some of you have horses, some of you have dogs, some of you have cats. We talk about music, we talk about our personal lives. It's just, it's been a really, really cool experience, way more than what I ever could have guessed when um, the podcast first started. So thank you guys so much. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I love you guys. I'm I'm lucky to have you guys as the viewers of the podcast because you guys are just amazing. So um, the next thing I want to... um, share with you guys. I have a little surprise in store. And, uh, you know, I talk about my husband a lot on the podcast, and I've been receiving messages from a lot of you that are like, bring your husband on the podcast. We want to meet him. So uh, we are going to have Sam coming up in a few minutes, but I just want to take these few minutes and introduce you to my husband, Johnny. Here's Johnny. Hello. So here's a secret, you guys. Johnny is actually a virgin. This is his first time on the podcast. You've Mm -hmm. never been on a podcast before. I don't think I've
1: ever been on a podcast before, no.
0: You've been on stage and you've been on film and screen and all kinds of other stuff.
1: Yeah, but thank you for letting me out of my cage. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Well,
0: it's just, you know, it was hard to like shove the food into the bar, Right, no, and I appreciate so, the water
1: bowl, too. That but, was a you know, real I, added bonus. I'm
0: a very giving person. You are, so. and,
1: and I and I appreciate being washed next last month. That was great.
0: Just so you guys know, the reason I married <laughs> this <laughs> man— oh,
1: Sorry, I thought she was going to hit me. No.
0: Shut your face. <laughs> the reason I married this man is because he busts my balls and I bust his balls harder mm. than any other person. When we were dating— This is my favorite story to tell. When we were dating— there was one night that I was um spending the night with you and we were in bed and we were all like oh, yeah. you know had our, our nighttime clothes on ready to go to bed and um and so I always keep a giant bottle of water next to my bed. So I'm just like drinking the water, just like chugging away. It's a giant, giant bottle. Johnny's just sitting there looking at me and I'm like, this is suspicious. And then, No, you weren't. <laughs> you
1: had no idea. I had not let you known. No, the, uh, the evilness what was that was trying to, to come to on. What
0: transpire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there drinking my bottle of water, and next thing you know, like a cat, Johnny just goes like that <laughs> and smashes yeah. the bottle. Uh-huh. And water went like up my nose, yeah. into my sinuses, into yeah. my eyeballs. In your eyes, you yeah. You were just like laughing your ass off. Yeah. It was it, so
1: funny of you. It, did, <laughs> it completely saturated the mattress, too. It's totally worth it.
0: Yeah. It was like yeah. three
1: in the morning, too. We had to change the sheets. Yeah. Totally this is this it. is
0: our relationship, you guys. I, I always wait until he's in the shower and get like ice, ice cold water.
1: You filmed we- that too. Yeah, I did.
0: That was- I dump water, ice cold water when you're in the shower. That's yeah. A fun one. There's
1: vi- there. I didn't have any video footage of me doing the things to you, but that's true. Perhaps I know night, I gotta find the that. night is young. Uh,
0: that's true. So anyway, this is this is my adoring lovely husband. But this is <laughs> this is how I knew that I found love because I actually found the one human being on this earth that could fuck with with me as much as I fuck with everybody else. So I was like, I have to marry him.
1: Well, you, you fucked with me first. And I remember I <laughs> was really surprised, similar to your previous boyfriend, who was also surprised by this move, when <laughs> I had said foolishly, I trusted her and said, oh, I have to go pee. And I just as everyone does when you're in a close relationship, you just think like, oh, I just got to go, I got to pee really quick. Right? And then she just took that opportunity to just, Karate jab into <laughs> your, me as hard in like your oh. <laughs> like some sort of like Neo from the Matrix, like Aunt Kung Fu. Just my like guts. squeeze. Yeah, and I was like, why would you do that? And you're like, that's because you said because you're the idiot that told me you to You're be. like, okay, this is
0: how we're gonna play it. I know it's Fair pretty enough. good. So, anyway, um, so I want to let everybody know a little bit about how we met. And um, of course, the whole rock of love thing, you know, is really funny because. This is what I tell people. How often does your significant other get an entire disclaimer of a whole entire season of television of exactly what they're getting themselves into? And and you still Uh, married me.
1: uh, You're like, I'm
0: going to marry that crazy ass bitch.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. So I'll go back in time a little bit. So I saw Rock of Love as it was airing. And um, I… I I wouldn't I wouldn't have watched it really on my own. I happened to be dating this girl at the time and she had had surgery and so she had to lay on her back. And so we watched a bunch of shows like whatever you want, babe, we'll watch. And so she was watching one of the things she wanted to see was Dawson's Creep from Creek, from you know, Dawson's Creep might be better, actually. But from start to finish. So we watched the entire series of that. And at the same time, we would take breaks and watch Rock of Love. Mm-hmm. Um I, and I really liked Surreal Life, actually. Surreal Life
0: was great. Yeah,
1: I did. I liked, you know, seeing Ron Jeremy on there and Vanilla Ice and Salt and yeah. Pepper. So I, they had a great- Vince cast. Neal. And Vince. I'm mean, yeah. a huge, huge fan of Vince Neal. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, I, I was a huge fan of uh, all hair metal, all all uh, of the heavy metal from back in the day. And I was a big metal kid. I still am, I feel Do you like. like Poison? I loved Poison. And you and I have had this argument because you like Bon Jovi- more than you like Poison. Yeah, I like Poison more than Bon Jovi. And I the know. reason being is because I feel like Poison is aware that they're being silly and yeah. is aware that they're having fun. But Bon Jovi is asking me to take them seriously.
0: Oh God, I love um, Dead or Alive, you guys.
2: On a steer horse. Yes, yes he like, Yes, we get a, motor- oh, it's a motorcycle. I know there's like a
1: little bit of cheesiness going yeah, on. Yeah, but, but and but. the same cheesiness was happening in Poison, but he was aware of it and he was having fun with it. Like, yeah. let's just have a party. Like if you were going to put on a band in the day, a, a tape or a vinyl of at, at a party, you'd put on Poison because That's they true. were so much fun. Yeah. And I think the truth is, is still in that because there's still a lot of fun.
0: Their, their songs don't, uh, Poison songs don't get dated. That's what's- Really no, weird. I
1: wouldn't go that far. I, think, no, I would say because they're still. I think still they're dated, but in a good way. Well, the
0: production is still good. Oh, the they're production, still high energy. You're right. Okay, I guess you're saying
1: and like it doesn't sound like the Stooges' first record, right? Exactly. I see what you're saying. yeah. yeah it yeah.
0: doesn't sound like Yellow Submarine,
1: right? Right, right. <laughs> you don't that's hear like, the,
0: the hiss. Yeah, of the tape. that's fair.
1: That's fair. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. Like, it's well, that was also like during the time when rock, you know rock music was had a lot of money, so they they were going into all production and stuff like yeah. so Everything sounded amazing.
0: Yeah, and I would say Poison is definitely by far one of the best stage live performers too.
1: Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: anyway. So, so I was watching the yeah.
1: show and I was, was attracted to the idea of seeing a dating show with Bret Michaels, whom I've, I've loved for years. So I watched it and I was hooked immediately <laughs> because it wasn't like The Bachelor or anything like that. It, and it was, it was still, it, I don't know why, but it just, it felt rock and roll to me even though really the rock star was barely there. It was you girls that were really running the show. And it was really fun. And I liked liked all the characters. I and I gotta say, I didn't dislike you. Um, I I actually disliked Heather, to be honest oh, with you. Right. But I did I did like you because I thought you were fun and rambunctious and crazy. And I guess like it I don't, it's not that I didn't take the show seriously, like, oh, who's really gonna be the girl? Cause I didn't think. I didn't think Jess matched him at all either. She was kind of like a wallflower. She was a little
0: bit serious, I would say. Yeah,
1: and poor thing. Her, got her heartbroken at the <laughs> yeah, end, you know? Yeah, That sucks. She took it seriously. But I felt like there were a lot of other girls, including you, that were a lot more fun and that seemed more his speed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, look at me. I'm getting into the psychology of the show, which I do <laughs> for everything. So, I it's love so, that. It's
0: so funny because I've heard so many guys tell me that they would not have watched Rock of Love on their own, but their girlfriends got them into Mm -hmm. it or or wives got them into it. And they're like, I hate to admit it, but I was totally hooked. (laughs) I don't know if I wouldn't
1: have watched it though, because like I said, I was watching the surreal life. Mm. And I do like a reality show every now and I love the real world, you know, and I love outside. And I'm kind of starting to, start to tell you, babe, I've been doing this in secret, but I'm starting to get obsessed with 90 Day Fiance.
0: Oh! Oh! Yeah! Before
1: in, the ninety days, it's called. Okay. Oh my God! That, All right. Well,
0: we'll have to watch that together. Yeah. We always watch. I always talk about Survivor. That's like our survivors We're are obsessed our favorite. with Survivor. Yeah. So let's tell everybody um, how we met.
1: Okay. So how, the show. So hang on. You are saw, you? You want me to tell how we really met, or how you tell people we met?
0: Because <laughs> you can tell both. <laughs> okay.
1: So the way you used to tell people, now you tell the real way. But you used to tell people that we met. Playing at the Whiskey Go Go, which is true. We are my band and your band played together. You were playing bass in White Pulp with those really cool guys, um, and I was playing a band called We Are the Riot with Meigs and Mikey from Cold Chamber, and we we're playing at the Whiskey. And I think I think you were going right before us, or maybe two mm-hmm. bands before us, or something I think like was that. Because you, you yeah. guys were like kind of starting out mm-hmm. on that one, and um, and you watched our sound check, and and I definitely you know, noticed you, and rec- I recognized you, obviously, but I I noticed you, and you were standing yeah. there, and uh-huh. you were watching the whole set that we were doing for the, the sound check, and you even paid a huge compliment. You said, like, that song really sounds kind of like The Cure, and I'm like, Yeah, I
0: was okay. thinking, it. Yeah, it was a cool yeah. band. Yeah. So that's
1: what you tell people how yes. we how we met, which right?
0: is, like, so cliche, although it's true. It is true. at the Whiskey A Go-Go for the first time, but apparently yeah. that wasn't the first, I didn't remember the first time we met. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So-
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and you didn't remember it at our wedding, and I told this story at our well, wedding.
0: Well, I'm an asshole, so.
1: No, you're my favorite. Oh, um, but I'm his favorite asshole. You're my favorite asshole. Um, <laughs> I
0: feel like there's so many jokes over Yeah, it sounds <laughs> kind of ecological
1: at that point, but anyway, Um, so <laughs> what really happened is I saw you on Facebook, and I, I mean, Facebook is stupid. Uh, I, I just looked at it as collecting friends of like, I'm going to add as many pretty girls and as many rocker guys and as many people that are, I see in Hollywood or or New York or whatever Vegas or San Diego, or whatever in the scene, and add them so that when I do say something either funny or I'm playing a show, those people show up. And because and, and like you were in the industry, so it was like you're you, whether you be an actor, whether you be a musician, like just anybody who's in that world. I thought I'll just add them, add them, add them. And you had two profiles at the time, and one of them you had the green light. I think we figured out is from. Uh, Lords of Acid tour maybe or something like that? I
0: can't remember. I just know I had two Facebook profiles because I wanted one where I just had everybody on mm-hmm. there was like added. Nocturne but I, fans. I, I, and, yeah, yeah, just fans of whatever bands I was in right. or I, I think I had done Rock of Love at that point. Oh yeah, you had. Oh have. Yeah. yeah. So um, just for all of the people who would like the shows and the music that I did... Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to have like a separate Facebook page that was like friends and family only because right. I noticed that if I did it all in one thing that my friends and family sort of got lost right. within the mix yeah. and I never got to see their posts. Right. So I, I separated it. And
1: um, the thing is like, I probably was, I, I may have been seeing, I thought I was maybe seeing the same profile. You just happened to be changing the photograph.
0: Yeah, I think I didn't make it super clear which was yeah, which. Yeah, you did So then so, what happened? But
1: why would you? But so <laughs> then I added you or tried to And you, it just sat in, you know, request purgatory forever and ever and ever and ever. And I think a couple of months had gone by maybe or a month or something like that. And then I saw you at the Rainbow, which is next door to the Roxy. And um, where I used to just hang out all the time. They fed me when I was broke. And uh, you were walking in there and I saw you and you were like um, walking pretty fast. I think maybe you just parked your car and you're walking in the front way. And I'm like, hey. And you're like, oh, hey, hello, what? <laughs> and I said, hey, we. Uh, and this is before the whiskey thing. I said, uh, yeah, yeah, we. Um, we're, we're, I was trying to add you on Facebook. You're, you're Lacy. I'd love, to be, let's be friends. And you're like, oh, sorry, I don't add anybody I don't know. And you walked <laughs> off like this. And I'm like, oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't remember that. I think he's making it up. And I
1: feel, I, you know what I mean? I feel like— I think uh, it was a,
0: def- a different red-headed Lacey who no, did that. Because no. it couldn't have possibly been me.
1: No, I think, honestly, <laughs> like, I felt like— Remember Wayne in Wayne's World? When mm-hmm. he's looking at the guitars, like, she will be mine. Oh, yes. <laughs> she will be mine. That's sort of how I felt.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Well, the good thing was, when we met the time that I remember, mm-hmm. Um, I—we— I think you were in a relationship and I was in a relationship. So we just became friends. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was hosting a little radio show and you came oh, on yeah. and almost destroyed the set. Not well, that you wasn't but your, me. band mem- yeah. your band members. I didn't
1: help, but that <laughs> but, was. Um, you had Joe Letts on and, and like, I remember that. I, yeah. So you you and I were really um, starting to talk at this point. And then you, I think at this point, we'd already played together. I think this is yeah. post whiskey. Yes. So then you were like, reaching out to me and I was reaching out, hey, yeah, and it was very platonic. And I was in a bad relationship and you were in a bad relationship. And they were both, they were both the kind of tapering off at the time. And and you're like, come on to the show. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then we went to the show and um, it was my whole band, which is a big mistake. <laughs> you know, um, you you didn't know, but we we did more drugs and drank more than we practiced. And <laughs> we were That drunk. was in
0: 2012. Yes. Because that that's not really you anymore. I mean, you and no, I- No, it's and not I me. Po- Partied pretty hard, like, the first year that we dated, but then—so we started dating in 2012. We got married in 2013, and what was funny— And we became is,
1: monogamous in 2015,
0: right? Is that uh, right?
1: I think it, we, wait what day is it? Wait, <laughs> are yeah. we monogamous? Is, oh, it's
0: Damn it! I forgot to tell you.
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: So what's funny is that he—we didn't have an official uh, proposal. I, I'm, like— Oh, Yeah. I'm not really that much of a romantic. Like I. No, you're not. (laughs) I I wouldn't consider myself that. But I will say that um, we, I moved in pretty quickly with you after we started dating. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I remember it was like some drunk at night and you were like, you're like, we should just get married. And then I was like, Oh, is he is he serious? I'm like, I don't mm. want to get excited right now. Cause yeah. so I can get excited. And yeah. you're like, I'm just kidding, you psycho. So yeah. I just went like, yeah, ha ha ha. But I remember it was on my head, like, did he really mean that? Mm-hmm. Like that would that would I want to marry him? That could be cool. And then I just he didn't really bring it up again. And then, like, two more times that we went drinking together, you kept saying it every yeah. time we were drinking, like, we should get married. We should get yeah. married. And finally, the third time you said it to me, I was like, Are you being serious when you say this? Yeah. And you were like, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, you
0: really want to get married with yeah. to me? And you were like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, All right, let's do it. At
1: that point. See, because I remember we went to Vegas and we we weren't even like we were we were obviously you know dating been and stuff talking like that. We we been joking about it. We, we
0: bought like a fake ring like just to freak all of our friends out. But, but then literally like six months later we were. Yeah, leaving. it was
1: pretty close after that. But but I we weren't were we looking at venues when we came out here? Cause I remember when we came out with Brandon and he remember he was working with Kat Von D. Yeah. And then we went out to that. We went out to like a couple casinos and then we looked at a couple places. Remember that we took a photograph yeah, near so, that pink Cadillac. Yeah. Place. And so
0: ultimately we ended up getting married at the Hard Rock Casino. Uh, Well, we
1: well, hang on. Let me tell the story. So, okay, we were when we did actually go to go look at venues. We kept looking at like Stratosphere and you know the the uh, Silver Bells Wedding Chapel or different wedding small wedding chapels, Mm -hmm. and then actually places inside. We want to have like
0: fifty of our friends there. Right. We we didn't want to have like
1: aunts and
0: uncles that we'd never met and hadn't seen in ten years. We really wanted like just our best friends, our Mm -hmm. friends, and our family and. Mm That was it. And And so you
1: made a really good point because I couldn't figure out why I didn't like anything, even though things were beautiful. I was like, because I've been to so many weddings and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. This is interesting. Or this is quaint. Or this is cute. um, Or this is not us. Or this is like, but I never felt like something was us. And I'm like, why is this like not feeling right? And you made the really great uh, point that like, if you wield a coffin in here, this could be a funeral too. Yeah, everything was everything very was like,
0: it was very institutional, I felt right. like. yeah. And so I just really, I wanted like a, a rock and roll wedding. I wanted it to be a wedding, but I wanted it to be a party. Mm-hmm. And I remember your only stipulation was you wanted an Elvis priest. I was right. like, hell yeah. But
1: when we came up with the idea for it, we both were like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, let's go... Let's just go to the Hard Rock and have a drink mm-hmm. cuz I'm sick of looking at places. And we looked at like I think it looked like 10 yeah, places. Yeah, we were like
0: burnt out on looking yeah, at places. Yeah, and I'm like let's just let's just
1: go to the Hard Rock and get a cocktail. We went to the center bar and got a couple of drinks and they were playing some great tunes, probably Poison. <laughs> and uh, looking around at all the cool rock and roll stuff and then we're like why don't we just do it here? And then we're like what do we do? Why don't we just get like a suite and do it up in a suite? And then like we caught we contacted the the casino and they're like, "Look, you could do it in a suite, but here's the problem." if a whale comes in, we will bump you. And it doesn't matter if you've been planning it for a year. She's like, so I suggest you don't do that. But what you could do is rent out our club during the day, which was called Body Body English. English.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome kick-ass nightclub. Very rock and roll. It's been closed down since then. But it was an amazing wedding. Um, Baby, I love you. We could talk forever. Um, I got to bring Sam on. But I want to tell you— uh, have you tell them one more time before we leave? Not one more time. Sorry, my brain's not working today. I got mush brain today. Um, I want you to tell them about the first time you met Brett, which was not too long ago with me. Yeah, Just like so, six months ago or so, eight months ago?
1: Yeah, roughly. Um, I We met Brett because Brett was playing a show with his solo band, and you told me Pete Evick would be someone I'd love, which yeah. I do, Pete. You're the best. Yes, Brett's a uh, C- uh, guitar Brett's- player guitar for Brett Michaels' band. Kind of looks like Vince Neil, actually, a little bit. Kind of, has a look. But But um, anyway, so he's a huge Star Wars fan. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And uh, we went to the show. It was at the Red Rock Casino, and it was outdoors. And I was like, oh, it's not going to sound too good. Best sound. It sounded
0: amazing. I was
1: blown away, babe. It like, was such a
0: great Outdoor show
1: at a pool. We're yeah. like, this isn't going to sound very good. It sounded amazing.
0: It was incredible.
1: incredible show. We met the band before. I think maybe or think no before, no I think we met after. everybody. yeah afterwards more afterwards but the show was amazing it's fantastic they gave us VIP everything they totally took care of took us took care of us we went there saw an incredible show didn't feel pushed around the fans were just going nuts This we the show ended we ended up hanging out with Pete and talking to it, and then met Brett and Brett was the nicest dude on the planet he's and so you've been good. telling me for years like you're gonna love him he's gonna love you you guys have the same sense of humor you guys
0: have a sim- similar energy energetically yeah. you guys are similar
1: well thank you he's, yeah. he is the nicest dude and uh and I'll tell you a secret about his hair he actually is fully hairy and he shaves his face <laughs> he's he actually actually has, a werewolf. he has more hair he's a werewolf <laughs> yeah so he has to shave the eyes and the forehead um, it's huge
0: people give him way too much shit for that no, he's what the was best. really funny though one of the best um lines from Rock of Love mm. was when Brett said about me he says something along the lines of she'll either Make sweet, passionate love to me, or she'll stab me in my sleep, and I'm not sure which, or something like that.
1: I'm still trying to figure that out. But Bre- <laughs> I'll tell you one thing about Brett. Brett was so nice and uh, very cool. And so was his band. And And Pete's son was really cool too. But um, what was really interesting about him is that he was like, oh, the show was like, it wasn't the greatest and blah, blah, blah. We're like, dude, what are you talking about? It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. They thought
0: it was not a good show. They're like, it wasn't it was the incredible. best, blah, blah,
1: blah. And they were all kind of like, yeah. And we're like, okay, I didn't notice that. And I would have been analytical, but it wasn't bad. It was great. It was fantastic. And then he goes, do me a favor. Will you uh will you promise me something? I'm like, this yeah, is what's Brett up, or Pete? Brett. Brett? And he goes, "Will you come to our show when we come around to Vegas cuz we're going to do right. He's like, "I can't really tell you exactly what it is, but it is poison." And they yes. were coming around so what he was hinting at was Motley Crue yes. Poison and Def Leppard. Yes. And he goes, "Will you promise me you guys come to that and I'll take care of you?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I think I could promise you that." Yeah. But it was yeah, it was great. He was so nice. He was he was very The the great thing about Brett is that he makes you feel like you're the only person in the room.
0: He's very warm and very welcoming.
1: Yeah, he's a dad. Yeah. You can tell there's that dad energy, but also real cool guy that's been around the block I mean, if anybody could be a douchebag, he could be. would have the license to be a douchebag. You know, and he he's never, not.
0: He never talked shit. If you guys noticed the interviews, he never talked shit about any of the girls ever, yeah. which was really amazing. Yeah. Baby, I love you so yeah. much. Yay, thank yeah. you for coming on to the
1: podcast. Yeah, I'll go back to the cage now.
0: <laughs> no, you better get. Um, no, I love you so much. And um, I'm definitely gonna bring you back. And I've got uh, more stories. Yes, he has lots and lots of stories. So you guys hang tight. We're gonna take a super short break, which will probably be, a millisecond to you guys, but it'll be about five minutes for us. And we're going to bring uh, Sam on. So we'll be right back. So this is actually one of my favorite people on Rock of Love. You wouldn't know it based on our um, interactions with one another through no fault of her own. Uh, but I really, really have grown to love this woman. She's great because she is sweet and she is kind and she is intelligent, but she's also, she has that edge. She's also rock and roll. And I love her. You guys have always loved her. So here is Sam from season one of Rock of Love. Hey, girl, how are you? Hi, Lacey. It's so nice to see you. I know, you too. You are beautiful. Aw, thank you. You look fantastic. You look beautiful as well. Thanks. So um, I'm so excited to have you here because I feel like you really, you know, I would consider you a bit of an intellectual. And I feel like when we were filming Rock of Love, you know, I never really got a chance to bond with you because I was really in competitive mode i was playing this villain character and then the girls on the house sort of separated into two separate groups and um and I, we were you know with it was me and heather and brandy c and and christia and we were kind of like the wild crazy party girls, and then um, you had kind of separated and were with like Jess and Mia and Magdalena and and that group. So because of that, we didn't really get a chance to get to know each other, but um, but I feel like you and I have connected more recently, and I've gotten to know who you are as an actual human being, and not just a rock of love, you know, TV personality. So, sure. um, so yeah, but I do feel like you were really taking it all in when you were there. You were one of the girls that were really absorbing it, really taking it all in. Would you say that's an accurate description? Oh, yeah. I
2: think I took it in a little too much, actually. (laughs) I mean, it was extremely emotional. It was like the conditions were harsh. We had a camera in our face all the time. We had cameras in the bedrooms. Our mics were on like 24-7, even when we went to the bathroom. Like it was a pretty intense experience, right?
0: Yeah, I remember,
2: you know, waking up in the morning and the
0: cameraman were like right there as I was opening my eyes and like, like it's not like they're on the other side of the room zooming in. They're like in your face and then brushing my teeth or flossing my teeth. It's always like when you're in the most unflattering, you know, positions where you're like, I don't really want the whole world seeing what I look like when I have lost my
2: teeth. <laughs> right. And they would wake us up at like 6 a.m. with like a bright light. Do you remember that? It was yes. like so Sometimes it was like still dark out when they woke us
0: up. It was insane. Yes. And I remember we would always stay up to like four in the morning also. And then they'd wake us up like two or three hours later. I'm like, a villain needs her sleep. (laughs) It was really challenging, (laughs) especially. You were were up until four. I feel like I went to bed at like 10 (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. That might've been the case. That might've been the case. Well, I think that we could really, really dig into Rock of Love. But before we go into that, I actually want to catch everybody up on you because you're one of the few girls who didn't go on to um, other shows uh, on VH1, but it's not because they didn't want you. That was a choice that you made. And so you kind of have been, you know, um, not in the public eye over the last decade. And you were definitely one of the standout characters that everyone liked. So everybody wants to know, where Sam been the
2: last... 10 years. Okay, wow. Um, so I was in grad school during the filming of Rock of Love. So I, I think it was either vacation, like spring break or something, or my, the school let me take off for a couple of weeks to do the show. Um, so while I was on the show, I was also, you know, doing my studies. So as soon as the show ended, Or as soon as 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 I left the show, I went right back into my studies and kind of just stayed in that zone. And then when the show released, it was so insane, the amount of attention that I was getting. And I was not prepared for that at
0: all. Yeah, it was crazy. I feel like we all had that experience. I think that we—I just think we didn't know what to think of, like, what was it going to be like. We didn't know how big it was going to be. We didn't know how popular the show was going to be. We didn't know— how like the fans recognizing us on the streets, like knowing our names. And like, I remember going to the grocery store and people were like, Lacey, Lacey. And I'm thinking it was like, I'm like, who knows my name? I, you know, is this like a neighbor? Like, you know, it was just strangers and
2: it took a lot of getting used to. Would you agree? Um, Yeah, I remember times where I would be eating at a restaurant and then I'd look up and someone would have their phone and like they'd be taking photos of me and I would just be minding my own business, like doing my thing. And I'm like, hey, I can see you. Like you can <sighs> ask me for a photograph. You don't have to just, just like take it from across the room. And it was just, it was so bizarre. Cause, it, you know, it was crazy. It's like, it's like you 15 minutes, you know, but I couldn't handle it. It was so much.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit intense. You know, I feel like, you know, people who are on reality television different than someone who is an actor, as an example. Like if, if you're an actor and you go on to a movie and you create a movie and you're doing all this like promotion and buzz and stuff like that, you sort of know what you're signing up for. But but as far as this goes, you know, um, it, was, it was a whole different world. It definitely took a lot of adjusting and, um, you know— my vibe—I know you and I don't know each other that well—but my vibe on what I do know of you is you are social, but you do seem to like to have your your personal space as well. And so, I would imagine for your personality type, that must have felt a little bit more invasive for for you personally. Would you say that's accurate? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. That's really tough. So, so you were in.
2: So, let's go back to this. So, you were in grad school. What, what were you studying? Uh, writing i was in the creative creative writing uh, masters in fine arts program at the school of the art institute of chicago oh wow uh, yeah it was it was an amazing experience so it sounds uh, like it yeah, like they did the show while i was going to school
0: wow so how did you even find out about rock of love did you audition did somebody want you to audition how did that so all work out
2: i was working at a rock and roll bar called exit in chicago i know um, exit you used to work there Yeah, I worked there for so long.
0: Oh my God, that's such a cool dive bar. I love that place. I I used to, I mean, this is a long time ago. I used to uh, tour through Chicago with the band and we would stop in and like have drinks there and stuff. It was such a
2: cool venue. Yeah, it was a lot lot of fun. So my friend Jenna and I decided to create this like glam, night, rock and roll, cock rock, like, night where we would all dress up like super glam rock and like play all the metal, all the hair metal, all the heavy metal, um, everything. And we would bartend dress up in costume, put Motley Crue posters and poison posters on the walls. And then it was kind of like a coyote ugly, but like a metal version. That's and awesome. All, every 30 to 45 minutes, our favorite we put our favorite song on and one or two of the girls would get on the bar and dance so. that's awesome that sounds like so much fun well during that time um someone came in and they were like hey we uh we I want you to audition for this show you're totally what they would be looking for you have this rock and roll look and um, would you audition and I was like yeah that's fine why not You know, that's
0: interesting. You know, I remember I was sort of hesitant about auditioning as well because, you know, I was doing music and that was like my whole world. And I was afraid that if I did a reality television show that the the work that I had done in music would not be taken seriously. So I had some concerns about that. But then after I really gave it a lot of thought, I was like, you know, how often do you get offered to be on a reality TV show, especially on VH1? You know, I, I just felt like it was too interesting of a life experience to just pass it by and say no to, you know, because of any sort of like fears or whatever. So mm-hmm. that was kind of where I was coming from. Um, were you kind of of the same
2: mindset? Yeah, I was also doing a lot of modeling. My friend worked for Time Out Chicago and it would always put me in photos and she was working for a couple of other magazines. So I was doing some modeling and I was also, I was doing a lot of theater work in, um, in grad school. And I think I, for some reason, I was like, oh, reality TV. And it connected to like real acting for some reason. And I was like, maybe this is my big chance. So who knows? I don't know what I was thinking, but I just like, I went for it. <laughs> well, that's
0: cool. And you know, it, it's not far off for you to have thought that because things lead to certain opportunities, lead to other opportunities, lead to other opportunities, sometimes in ways that you can't even predict. So um, Mm -hmm. I always think it's worth a shot from that perspective. But um, so when you were done with Rock of Love and then you went back to school, is that correct? Mm -hmm. So that must have been crazy because now suddenly everybody
2: in the school is like, hang on a second, you're on TV. No, because this show didn't air until like what, six to eight months after we filmed, remember? Oh yeah, I guess I I couldn't remember how many months. no one knew really unless, unless I had told them. Um, and then when the show did finally air, I think I might've been super close to graduating, um, but, oh man, when it aired, (laughs) it was insane. Um, another thing that happened when I came home from the show, I don't know if this happened to you, but I started getting really paranoid and I was like, oh my God, Big Brother is watching me. There's a film person over there. Everyone's listening to what I'm saying. And like, I started getting really paranoid and like creeped out. Did, did that happen to you or am I just like insane? Well,
0: no, that, that specific thing didn't happen to me. But no, but also, no, you're not insane. Because I will tell you, I feel like the show definitely had a negative effect on a lot of the girls um, in ways that nobody was really expecting it. I feel like I was one of the few that sort of was able to deal with everything, A, because I had been used to being in the spotlight, not nearly on such a big level, on a much, much, much smaller level doing music and touring and stuff like that. So I was kind of used to that. But also because I created this character, um, it sort of gave me like a little shield, a little protective shield, you know? And uh, so I had an easier time than a lot of the girls did. But I will tell you this, I just um, interviewed Destiny from season two last week. And she told me that she has never been able to watch any of the shows that she has been on because even though everybody loves Destiny and everybody thinks she's great, I've barely heard anybody say anything negative about her. But she said that she it feels like it feels cringeworthy to her to watch herself back. And in fact, she said that um, when her season was airing for the first time, her and her friends decided to have like a watching party. And at her house and they all got together and she said 15 minutes in that she was mortified. She couldn't watch it. She she was like, you guys can stay here and watch it. I'm going upstairs and hiding in my room. And so that's what she did. And so, um, you know, I know that Heather um, had a really difficult time after the show as well. She went into a a major depression. Uh, I I didn't actually, I don't know how Jess fared afterwards, but based on what we saw from the reality or from the uh, reunion show, She felt majorly duped, and I think the fact that you know the last episode was done, and then like cameras shut down, every lights are unplugged, and then I was like, "All right, see you later, nice knowing you." And everyone was like, "Uh, "But what? But that's it, you know." So I think a lot of people had a hard time with the everything that was taking place after the show was done. So I think you're not alone in that.
2: Well, thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're all crazy in our own ways is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, So, um, okay. So let's, so again, before we get into Rock of Love, what
2: have you been doing? uh, What do you do now? Um, Currently I teach at the college level. Um, I'm a full-time faculty member um, in the Gen Ed department. So I basically oversee a lot of general education instructors and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I teach English classes, literature classes, poetry classes, and mythology classes. Wow,
0: that is amazing. That is so, so cool. Yeah. I love
2: it. Good for you. Again, with um, going to school for my MFA, that was one of my options was to teach. And I've always really wanted to teach ever since I think I was in the 10th grade. Um, So I I followed through with it. And as one of my dreams, it, it came true.
0: Good for you, girl. That is amazing. That is so, so cool. I love hearing that. That is just the coolest. And um, not to change topics, but, you know, I'm a big dog lover, and you have an adorable little Toby in your lap right now, so I just want to
2: show everybody. He ran away from me. Oh, yeah. no. she has. The, he's a Yorkshire Terrier? Yeah. If he comes over to me, I'll lift him up, but, like— he really wants to go on the porch right now, and I'm like, he's
0: like, oh. I'm. A, he's not. He's not a, a reality star either. He's like, nope, Don can't do it. He's, Camera in my face. So <laughs> oh. If he
2: comes over to me, I'll lift him up and I'll
0: show. Oh, I'll okay, <laughs> no worries. I put him on the spot. Um, so, so once, um, so let's get into Rock of Love now. So, yeah, yeah. what were your feelings when you first got to the house when you started, um meeting the girls? Because one thing that I thought was interesting that I actually didn't know uh, was that you were sober during the filming. Mm-hmm. So yeah. have you have you always been sober or were you just sober during that
2: time? No. So I, I'm a lightweight. So I know if I were to have like one drink, I will just be drunk and it'll, I'll just be a mess. So knowing that, <laughs> um, and also knowing that the cameras were always rolling, I just common sense, like don't drink, you won't do anything stupid. So I just didn't drink.
0: I really wish I had had some of your common sense because I'm a lightweight too. And my experience in Vegas proves that. So Yeah, but I mean, you were lacy. You had to drink. Are you kidding me? That's true. It's true. I will say that I, I feel like drinking through that. Most of the girls not only drank, but drank a lot. And one thing that I keep reminding the podcast viewers is what was so crazy about Rock of Love is it's such a weird experience being in a house with a bunch of strangers and then not having the ability to watch TV or check your email or read a book or listen to music or, you know, all of that is stripped away from you. And so you're just like, What do I do? You know, and we had like challenges and we had dates with Brett and we had drama, but it was like, there was a lot of time in between all of that and a lot of lot of downtime. It got really boring. And so I feel like that was, for me personally, that was a lot of the reason why I drank as much as I did is because I just am naturally a really busy person in life. I always have a lot going on. And so to have all that taken away, I wasn't used to the feeling of boredom on that level.
2: No, I totally get it. I'm sorry. I'm not bashing anyone. That oh drunk- no no
0: no, we don't take it like that.
2: No, I'm just I'm just saying.
0: I think it's you have a mental strength that you could survive that without alco- alcohol. That's what was incredible I mean, to looking,
2: me. Looking looking back at it, I'm like, and like I shared I shared the show with my boyfriend recently because I was like, oh my god, I have to get caught up and remember all the episodes for Lacey so we can talk about them. And I shared, oh my god, I shared it with him and. He was like completely appalled by the whole thing. And he's like, how did you not drink? Like he just didn't understand. I know. Yeah. It's crazy because they offered us so much alcohol. We had a full bar at all times. Like. Throughout the day, everyone was drinking. We first got there, drinks were poured. Like, and I think that's really where the best TV came from is like the people who were drunk and who like were just acting crazy. <laughs> yes, I think that's perfectly said. Absolutely.
0: So because... Um, notoriously on this podcast, we always run out of time to get through all the stuff we want to talk about. I'm actually going to skip around a little bit. Um, There is some stuff that I want to talk about having to do with the beginning of it, but I actually think one of the most important things to talk about because it wasn't made clear uh, in the way that they edited it. I think all of the girls had an issue with this episode was when the super fans came. Um, I mean, first of all, We nobody knows who those girls were. I I don't think that they were really super fans because I've never heard of them before or after. And I've asked people, like, who the hell were those girls? No one seems to know. And I, you and I were talking about this on the phone the other night, and we were both sort of guessing that maybe they're
2: they were actors. Yeah, they had to be actors, they were such assholes. Like, no, I mean, they were so good at being bitches, that was brutal. And I think that we were, we've all, we had all been there for a a very lengthy amount of time. Um, I think I was like PMSing majorly. And I honestly think when we were doing that, what, um, that challenge, the the, uh, interrogation room challenge, I know this is like crazy to say, but the things they knew, like no one could have known those things about me in my life. And I really feel like they had our psych chart or like our psychological evaluation in
0: front of them. They definitely, they did because I had the same experience. And just just for you guys who are watching this, um, just so you know, there was a, a series of tests that we had to go through. I mean, of course they like, you know, made sure that we had no criminal history. Um, we have no STD, you fucking assholes. We got fucked with so much going, all those girls have STDs. Believe it or not, we all had to take STD tests and blood tests in the whole nine yards to prove we didn't have STDs. So, I mean, trust me, all of my STDs, I got after the show. I didn't have any at the time of the show. I got all mine after. So, anyway, um, yes, no STDs. And then we also had to do um, a psych evaluation. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of really personal stuff they put in there. And uh, I've talked to you guys about this before. And, and Sam, this might be the first time you're really hearing me talk about this. I'm a really, really private private person. I have this, you know, hard exterior but I, um, I really save like my personal stuff just for my close friends and family. Um, I am really, really uncomfortable with vulnerability. Um, also, just only a few years before Rock of Love uh, was filmed, I lost my mom to suicide. I really struggled for years with that. I had never been on antidepressants before, Uh, before that happened. And then when that happened, I I struggled so severely with that loss and I ended up going to therapy and doing all kinds of stuff. One of the things I tried was going on antidepressants. And so in the psych evaluation, I didn't really want to divulge that. And I certainly didn't want that to to be like on the show, but uh, I, I was honest on the psych evaluation about everything. And so then when we did these super fans, um, one of the things they asked me specifically was because I had this like whole crazy lacy persona, they asked me if I was on antidepressants. But no, actually, they didn't even say that. They said, are you on medication? They didn't even say antidepressants. They said, are you on medication? Are you on meds? And I remember in the moment going like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. I really don't want to talk about this on national TV. Can I lie? I don't know, but I don't want to be caught in a lie either. So I remember I didn't know what to do. And I kind of panicked. And I was like, yes. But it's because, you know, I went into the stuff with my mom. But when they edited it, they cut the part of me explaining that why I was on medication. So it when it, you watch it back, it's like, crazy, Lacey, are you on meds? Yeah. And that was it. I was like, those motherfuckers. Like that was a low way to edit. And as you said, the only way they could know that is if they had our psych evaluations, which is really fucking shady that they would share that shit um, that I thought was going to be kept private. I thought that was only being asked to know if we would be psychologically sound enough to um, go on the show. So tell me about, tell everybody about your experience because you have kind of a similar thing, right?
2: Yeah, well, same thing. Like you think they're giving us a cycle about psych evaluations just to make sure that we're, you know, uh, sturdy enough to be on a reality show in the first place. So it's like, we think it's a safety precaution. Right. But then once I got in that room, they were asking me all kinds of questions that nobody could have known. Like, um, tell us, uh, are you on medication? They asked, why are you on medication? Um, did your father cheat on your mother? Do you think that's your fault? Like it was, oh. um, why do you have trust issues? Tell us about all the relationships you've been in. Why don't you trust anyone? Were you abused? Like crazy, crazy things. And it's like the fact that they brought that up in that moment and only filmed our reactions is just so manipulative and just completely wrong. That Um, was really
0: fucked up. Because I remember you really broke down. I broke down too. I was crying a lot because all of that stuff really, really triggered me. But then on top of being triggered, I was like, oh no, I'm crying on the show. So I felt like it wasn't, um, A, it wasn't my character. B, as I've mentioned several times, I don't like being vulnerable in settings like that. So it was embarrassing for me to have this emotional breakdown on television. I was really, really, really upset. And the more upset I was getting, the more upset I was getting. And so I remember I was just like crying and crying. And so then I think when I did one of the interviews, um, like the the on the flies, um, the confessionals or whatever they're called, um, I remember I made it like, oh yeah, those were crocodile tears. Like I, I made up some like, you know, lacy villain character line of like, yeah, that, that was just fake, I, you know, whatever. But I was doing that to save face because I was mortified that I had just been triggered on freaking national TV. And so mm-hmm. I know you, you had a similar thing where you very much were triggered and you were having a meltdown as well, rightfully so.
2: Right, but also I think I might have cried like 20 times on that show. So, <laughs> 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 so unlike your crocodile tears… <laughs> I mean, I was a miserable. Girl, I was so miserable on that show. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I mean, I think it's obvious.
0: But. Yeah, it really sucks that you had that experience. And I will tell everybody too, you know, um, I, I one, one thing that I've talked about several times is that even within being a villain, I had my own certain little moral parameters that I had set for myself. And one of those moral parameters was I was only going to, mess with people that I thought could handle it. Like I wasn't ever going to pick on the small weak one. And and when I say weak, I mean um, energetically softer than myself. Um, I actually did have some issues on... Season two, I thought some of the girls really ganged up on other girls that really were not in an emotional place where they could handle it. I never wanted to make anybody cry. I was trying to make the girls like irritated and annoyed at me. And I was trying to make them like curse me out and that sort of thing. But I, and you know, and if they like blew up or whatever, I was just sitting in the corner like laughing like an asshole. But I never wanted to make anyone cry. And that was never my... Intention and I, and that's why I went after Dallas. I thought she's a tough, strong woman, she can handle it. Jess, I thought tough, strong woman, she can handle it. Heather, you know, same thing. Um, not that you couldn't handle it, and not that you're tough and strong, you are just energetically on a different field than I am. You and you are you are real, you're soft, you're vulnerable, and um, and so I remember. You pulled me aside one of the in one of the episodes, and and they filmed this. And as they were filming it, I was like, "They're not going to be able to show this because it would just like you know, it'd be showing the audience the cards, basically." But I I remember you came up to me and you're like, "Hey, Lacey, I need to talk to you." I can't remember what had just happened, but something had just happened. You're like, "I really need to talk to you," and I'm like, "Okay." And you seem you sounded very serious, and you're like, "I just don't get you." You're just like you're being really mean right now, and and the for some reason the way you worded it. I could see that you weren't—you weren't you were not just annoyed with me. You were, like, hurt by me. And I was like, oh, shit. And I remember it really kind of took me back, and I i went into this explanation, even though the camera was right there. I'm like, look, I, it's not personal. Please don't take it personally. I like you. I don't think you're a bad person. I'm just doing this villain thing. Um, but I remember when you confronted me like that, I really backed off of you. As a result, I didn't really get to know you during the taping of the show, but— um, I remember that was kind of one thing that always stood out to me that I always really felt horrible about was that exchange with you.
2: Aww, (laughs) I hope I've made (laughs) up for it. No, you totally made up for it. You don't remember this, but you called me after the show and you apologized. We talked for like three hours after the show aired and you were just as sweet as pie. And I'll never forget that. Even if you forgot it, I will never forget
0: it. I'm so glad that happened. Yeah, I don't remember that for some reason, but I I remember it really... That was like, there's not very many things that make me feel like guilt or regret, but that was one of them where I was like, oh, fuck, I like hurt Sam's feelings and she's so sweet and she's so cool. I was really bummed about that. But um, so when, so was that like, I I know at that point you were crying, I was crying, all the girls were really upset. And I know they sort of edited it in a way that it wasn't super obvious why we were so upset. Um, But when you, after the interrogation part, which by the way, also tell everybody about like the room and how it was set up and that light. And stuff. like, it was brutal. Tell them about that.
2: Okay. They blacked out one of the rooms. I think like, the wall, everything was black. The walls were black. The floors was black. The ceilings were black. They put up cloth everywhere. It was pitch black. And then they had a heat lamp hanging from the ceiling. And then they had a chair directly under the heat lamp. And the lamp was hot. Yeah, the
0: girls were burning their heads, I remember. Everybody's hair was burning.
2: I think it was Brandy.
0: Yeah. Brandy
2: M. I think her hair literally started burning or they just made it look like that. But it was was literally that hot. So we're in this room. We are under this heat lamp. We're sweating. We don't want to be there. And then worst case, there's three girls that know all of our secrets. And they're just like calling them out to us.
0: Yeah, it was unreal. So the whole thing was designed to be uncomfortable. But um, so then afterwards, when you were upset, that was at the point that you decided that you wanted to leave, right?
2: Right, I wanted to leave like five times. (laughs) (laughs) Like every time you see me crying, it's because I wanted to leave. You're like, I'm over it. Yeah, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want Brett anymore. Like, this is gross. He's disgusting, making out with everyone. I I don't, I just, I can't do it. I just can't. So I tried so many times and the producers kept talking me back into staying and I'm like, okay, sounds like a good idea. Keep trying. And then it was that breaking point with the stupid girls who actually are really nice because they came up to me afterwards and apologized. Oh, they did? The the, the actor. Girl, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, they that's came up nice. to me when I was talking to Jess about how I hated them. And then <laughs> they came upstairs and apologized. And they're oh. like, we love you. You're so sweet. We're so sorry. Like this and that. And I'm like, so, so like, it's such a, it was such a mind fuck to be in that situation it where it was. It's, it's, what is real and what is not right so what what's what do they want to film for tv like how what's the limit how far are they willing to push us for ratings like it was so psychologically damaging like i don't think anybody knows like nobody has any idea how psychologically damaging that was especially for girls like us i mean we're we're vulnerable we're we're real we're honest we're sincere. I don't know. It was just, it was really challenging for I me. I will tell
0: you, a lot of the girls said almost exactly the same thing that you said. And so, didn't you have some insight via the producers about who was going to win the show and who was going to make it to the end of the show? And wasn't there a moment they were asking you about your
2: passport and things like that? Okay. So, <laughs> that after the inter- interrogation, I pulled... I pulled aside one of the producers, I forgot her name. She was like tall. I don't know. It's not important. Um, and I was right. like, I want to go home. I was like, no, I want to fucking go home. Like, let me go home. And she's like, okay, um, let me think about it. She thought about it. She came back. I'll let you go home. If you have a conversation with Jess and you have to explain to Jess all of the reasons why you want to go home and it has to be on camera and Just has to say all of these things to prevent you from going home. So you change your mind. And I was like, fuck, I'll do whatever. I'll be a puppet. I just want to leave. Like, fine. So the scene was filmed in the bathroom. And it was like her and I talking and me explaining how much I want to go home and why and, and whatnot. And then that night, I think I was eliminated. And I was like... Oh, how convenient. Yeah, of course. Like coincidence, you know what I mean? But you don't, nobody knows that. And then the passport thing, I remember someone coming up to me and asking me, is my passport up to date? And I didn't know why. And they said, because um, we might be leaving the country. And I was like, okay. So I figured they asked all the girls that because, you know, you guys were planning on leaving the country, sort of. So what you're talking about
0: is the final episode when Brett took two of the girls to um, was it Cancun?
2: Yeah, it was it was Mexico,
0: In oh, Mexico. Yeah. yeah, I don't
2: remember if it was Cancun
0: though. So, uh, you, yeah. so you were thinking that they were thinking that you were going to make it to the to the very
2: end. I I mean I don't know I I don't know what I mean maybe they asked all the girls that but I don't know I think it's weird. Just to make like, just to make sure my passport was up to date, and they had access to it. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I definitely didn't want to make it to the end. I wanted to go home.
0: Well, um. So the other thing I was going to ask you is, uh, did you feel like you had any uh, true connection A with Brett, and B did you feel like you had any real friendship connections with uh, the girls?
2: Okay, so here's the thing with Brett. He's so sweet. Like, he's the sweetest. I mean, sometimes he, sometimes it seemed like when he was talking, he wasn't listening. And it it seemed like he was actually thinking about the next thing he was going to say when you were done with your answer. So it was kind of like, he, he was often vacant and kind of in his own world. But he was really sweet and he was really caring. Um, I feel like that just happened because he was in such an overwhelming
0: Uh, unnatural, you know, designed environment, you know. Um, My husband and I actually were just having a conversation about Brett before you came on. And um, he is really, really sweet. And we actually felt like outside of the show, he was very warm and, and really like, into what you're saying and that sort of thing. But I just felt like, I felt like it was overwhelming for him too. Like, especially when the girls were fighting and that sort of thing, it was a lot, you know. Um, so, and he probably just wanted to make sure that he didn't like accidentally say some like shitty thing or something like that. But, um, you know, I personally didn't have a romantic connection with him, but I I did like him as a person a lot. You know, um, I'm not sure that many girls really did. I would say maybe Heather did, really felt that connection? And and I guess maybe Jess did. Um, I think there was a couple of girls that really felt real feelings for him. But would you say that you really felt more like on a friendship level with him?
2: I felt like, okay, there's so many things that I felt. I felt that um, the dynamic of the show was made as kind of like a game show. So you're thrown into this house. You can't leave. You're with You know, however many other women who are all pining for the same gentleman. That's a good way to put it.
0: It was like a game show. That's a really good way to put it. Because that's not how people normally date, that 20 stranger girls don't live together in a house for a month. I mean, it was a very, you know, I always remind people, like, this was not a documentary. This was a reality show. There was a lot of elements to it that were real, of course. But it was an artificial environment, you
2: know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you're thrown into this thing and like your goal is to win. Your goal is to make this person fall in love with you. So or whatever you're going to do, whatever it takes, you're going to be yourself, you're going to be vulnerable, you're going to be honest, you're going to be fun, you're going to be excited, you're going to show all your sides and you know, be intellectual and like, whatever it is that you have that like, magical spark of, you're going to show that to this person so they can, you know, um reiterate those feelings and kind of you can create a bond. So that's what I was doing. I was trying to create a bond and I was like, whatever, I'm here. I might as well try to win and until I started noticing all like the other stuff that was going on that I wasn't cool with. Um, and and I think I think a lot of people uh focused on how emotional I was and my trust issues, right? So that was a big, a big issue. Um, but here's the thing, like I want, if I have a boyfriend, I want him to be my boyfriend. Like I want us to be mutually exclusive and my bad for going on a show and not realizing that it was going to be completely opposite. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I should have known, but I didn't think it was going to be that debaucherous. Like I I had no idea. No idea. I totally get it. And you're not wrong. I mean, yeah,
0: how can you possibly have feelings for somebody that you're watching making out with all these different people? I mean, honestly, if you fell for a guy that really was, like, making out with all these girls in front of you, you would be, like, a crazy person, you know? Um, So I totally get it from that perspective. Um, But, yeah, he is—I mean, nobody has a bad thing to say about him from the perspective of, like, he's a really great person. Um, But clearly, it was designed— to be a television show, not let's find Brett a girlfriend show, but just unfortunately, so many of the girls just didn't know what was going on. We didn't know up from down. It was you know, it was a whirlwind. Um, so, but speaking of the girls, did you feel like you um, bonded with um, some of the girls, and and have you kept in touch with anybody, or did the show ended and everybody kind of just went their separate ways? I feel like that's kind of what happened more so than
2: not. Um, I remember. I loved Magdalena. I loved Jess. I loved Mia. I loved Aaron. I mean, a lot of the girls, Faith, like she was so cool. I think she was like in law school at the time or something. But like these girls were, I mean, they were great. And yeah, I kept in touch with a lot of, I don't, talk to them anymore. Um, And I almost wish that you didn't play the villain because I think you and I would have been really good friends. And I'm just, I mean, we are friends now, but I like, I almost wish that you were Lacey on the show and not the villain Lacey because you and I would have been really, I think we would have gotten along really well. I actually do too. A lot of those
0: girls, you know, they probably, I'm sure they hate my guts and I'm sure Dallas has a freaking like Lacey pinata in her backyard. (laughs) But um, when I watch you guys back, I actually really like most of you girls, and um, and I felt the same way. And that's one thing that's been really cool about this podcast It's it's given me um, a reason and an excuse to reach out to everybody and kind of form these friendships um, that I missed out on because I was so busy doing this villain character, you know. Um, right. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's been just a really cool experience. And, I, and I'm so sorry that you had such a, a negative experience on the show. Um, would you say that? It, Aside from the emotional impact on you, afterwards, did you, did it finally taper off like people coming up to you on the street and in restaurants or what about, um, you know, going back to school even years later? Do you get a lot of comments from people about it or asked questions or anything like that? Or have you been able to kind of just move on from it?
2: Um, That, that, um, the whole like hype didn't stop until probably like, like six or seven years later. Like, I still had people recognizing me. Like, I still... I think I had, had someone recognize me, like, a couple of months ago. And it's like, how do you... This was over 10 years ago. I look nothing like <laughs> Sam from Rock of Love. Like, how do you know who I am? Like it's I'm always like, how did you know? Like, what what gave it away? Like, you know, and it's crazy. So People yeah, love the more, show. No one really recognizes Yeah. Yeah. But, but when when people did come up to me, I mean, they were always, besides the ones that were secretly photographing me, they were sweet, you know? Um, They were like, I related to you. I love you. You were so sweet. You were so real. And it's like, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, The show with something good. It it made it possible for people to relate to my type of person. So
0: yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I think that that is definitely why people you really stood out because you were not this like cutthroat competitive girl. You were like, I'm just me, take it or leave it. But the you that you that you portrayed was very sweet, was very caring, was very loving, was very emotional and and vulnerable. You were very much real. You were you. You were not playing a character. You're not doing an act, but you also were not like, you can either love me for me or be friends with me for me, but I'm not about to go like stabbing girls in the back to make this happen, you know? So I think people really appreciated that about you, but at the same time, you do have an edge. You're not just like the girl next door. You have this edge to you. You are unique in like the way that you look and the way that you dress, and you're very pretty. So I think people— looked at you and, and you were very unique to the other girls on the show for that reason. That's why you stood out. And that's why it was funny. Cause when I first invited you to do the podcast, you're like, is anybody going to even remember who I am? I'm like, girl, are you smoking crack? Of course they're going to remember you. And, um, as evident by when I announced you on my Instagram, everybody was like, yay. So excited for Sam. So yeah. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> now that I put you on the spot. <laughs> I know, I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so, so glad that um, that you came onto the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I'm hearing, hearing you talk. I'm actually a little bit surprised now that you came on because it sounds to me like you just want to forget that whole chapter. But I think it's important, and I especially thought this when you and I were talking on the phone. I think it's important for you to— um, to like talk to the viewers and explain all that, especially you leaving, because it was sort of portrayed like you were just this like whiny, crying wuss girl that couldn't handle it. But in reality, they were like fucking with you. They being like the producers and the girls who were the super fans like that, they got like dirty, you know? And and that's not what you signed up for. You thought it was going to be a fun dating Reality show, and instead it was like we will psychologically destroy you.
2: <laughs> oh, now can I tell the, uh, the the viewers about the time where they made it look like I was yelling at you, but I really oh yeah, wasn't, sure, I forgot not- about that. Yeah, you can tell the viewers whatever you want. Go for it. Okay. So, so there was this time when I, it was in the morning. I had just gotten up. I think I like worked out in the little mini gym we had. And I went to eat my little fruit bowl in the backyard. And I'm like, oh, what a nice peaceful morning. I'm just gonna be relaxing and eating my fruit bowl. And I look over and there's a camera person and they're filming me. So I was like, hey, can you do me a favor? Like, I just want a couple of moments to myself. I wanna just meditate, I just wanna be alone. Like, is it cool if, I, if you wouldn't film me right now? And they got closer. <laughs> of course they did. I was like, hey, I'm serious. Can you please stop? me? Like, just like, just off just off camera, you guys. Just stop feeling me. Stop, stop feeling me. I just want a moment to myself. And then the person came cl- even closer. Oh. And they were this freaking close to my face. They were trying to make you snap. Oh, I snapped. I lost it. I was like, get the fuck away from me. I like ran into the kitchen. I like opened the kitchen door. I slammed it. I was like, get the fuck away from me. And on the show, they made it look like I was yelling at you. Like, there is one part where I was like, fuck you, get the fuck away from me, or something. And they, they fucking were so clever at editing because they made it look like I was yelling at you and I was angry with you. I mean, yeah, I was probably angry with you, but <laughs> that, that wasn't the part. Like, that's not true, you clever little editors. I, I knew. know. Who were you know, what's?
0: yeah I always say that the 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 true villains on the show were the producers. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that because I remember watching that back, and I was so confused. I was like, did I just have a whole lot to drink that day? Because I don't remember that. I was really, really confused until you pointed it out. So thank you. I'm like, either I'm a crazy person for real, or mm-hmm. I just drank way too much that day. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's uh, happening right now. Yeah, I felt like for the most part, the way they edited was— again, for the most part, the way things really went down. But there was definitely here and there, they would put something in like, hang on, that's not how that happened. So, yeah. So, well, for what it's worth, I know everybody is so glad that you were on the show because you were definitely one of the fan favorites from season one. And I'm so sorry that, um, that you had such a tough time with it psychologically and you were traumatized by it. Would you say that, that you got any good out of the show? Is there any part that you, that makes you go, oh, I'm glad I did this? <laughs> like if you can read, <laughs> if, if you knew what you, if you knew then what you know now ahead of time, and then they said, now that you know all this, would you like to go on the show? Would you have turned it down?
2: Yeah, I would have turned it down.
0: Oh man, that sucks.
2: Oh. I turned down, I turned down, I love money one and two. Oh because, wow. Yeah. There's,
0: I, I did not, no, no way. I'm, I was done. I was done. Well, that sucks. I'm so sorry that you had that experience. That's, you know, it's, I, t- I totally get it though. And as I said, you're not the, the first girl who did that. This shows, these reality shows are really incredibly exploitive. And, you know, so much so for me, like I just turned into a completely different character. I'm like, I'm not Lacey anymore. I'm villain Lacey. And that was my protective shield essentially, you know? So, um, but- uh, I just uh, for the girls that it would make sense to just go on and be themselves. Of course, that's that you, you get exploited and that doesn't feel good. So I I totally get it. But you know what though? It sounds to me like you've totally turned your life. It sounds like your life was great anyway. I was gonna say you turned your life around, but but your life was already great before the show. It just continued after the show too, and you're doing amazing stuff. And the fact that you're teaching and you've succeeded in all the goals that you have made for yourself and you've, you've got a man that you care about and an adorable dog um, who's being camera shy. I, I think that you're, you're doing awesome in life and I'm, I'm super happy for you.
2: Thank you. Same for you. Oh, well, thank you.
0: Well, um, Sam, I'm going to let you go, but it was such a pleasure. I, I really am glad that you and I got to know each other outside of the show. I'm glad we got to become friends and um, I'm definitely going to stay in touch with you.
2: Yay, Yay. and we're going
0: to hang out. All right, girl, take care, and I'll talk to you again soon. All
2: right, bye. Bye, Bye, everyone.
0: All right, that was awesome. I really, really love Sam. You know, as I said during the interview, it's just really cool to get to know these girls on a real-life level, and she's just such an amazing person, and I'm definitely going to keep her in my life for sure. She's amazing. So anyway, um, I just want to say thank you guys again so much for your support. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Um, If you want to uh, keep up with what's going on with the podcast, then uh, come visit the new website that I just recently started, which is www.talkoflove.net. And if you want to contribute, since we are not doing Patreon anymore, uh, I have a button on there that says contribute. You can uh, go click on that, make a, a. You can join one of the tiers $5, $10, $20, whatever you want. There's all kinds of cool rewards um, that you can sign up for. And uh, I love engaging with you guys. So I'm really enjoying that. But uh, the other thing you can do if you are a fan of the podcast, definitely hit the subscribe button on YouTube. uh, So that way you will always get notified whenever I have a new Talk of Love episode. Make sure to hit the thumbs up and make sure to please share on social media. You guys are amazing. Thank you so, so much for just being awesome. Love you guys. And don't threaten me with a good time. Bye guys.